everybody has been, you know, locked down or shut in for, you know, three, three and a half months. And people are just itching to do something. You know, I've been pastoring in San Diego for 35 years and we've done some unity stuff, but I've never seen anything move so fast and people to glob onto it so quickly as, as this. Trying to unite San Diego through the power of prayer. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. They say being religious is not required. A group of local pastors aims to bring the community together for healing this weekend. In just a moment, we'll talk to one of those pastors about the We Pray San Diego event taking place throughout the county on Saturday morning. But first, here are some of the top coronavirus headlines for Friday, June 19th. The Navy says the former captain of the San Diego-based USS Theodore Roosevelt will not get his job back. Brett Crozier was fired after sounding the alarm about COVID-19 on board. Following an investigation, the chief of naval operations says Crozier did not voice his concerns up the chain of command. And he went on to say Crozier did not get the crew off the ship fast enough. He says Crozier also did not enforce social distancing on the ship and release sailors from quarantine too soon. He says after the Navy investigation, he changed his mind about reinstating Crozier. When obstacles arose, both failed to tackle the problem head on and to take charge. Crozier stated in his email, he should have been more decisive when the ship pulled into Guam. He also said that he was ultimately responsible for his ship and his crew. And I agree. Today, the Navy chief stressed Crozier was not fired for writing the email about the outbreak that was eventually leaked to the media. He said Crozier missed opportunities to alert his chain of command beforehand. Sailors cheered for Crozier when he left the ship while docked in Guam. 1,200 sailors tested positive for coronavirus. One died. Crozier eventually tested positive as well. A China-based pharmaceutical company says its vaccine for COVID-19 could be complete by this fall. A spokesperson says the vaccine is showing protection on animal models so far. Human trials are underway and data is expected to be available this month. The U.S. has several vaccine candidates in clinical trials and has a goal of delivering a safe and effective vaccine for Americans in January 2021. Today's local jobs report is showing that things are slowly getting better. More than 18,000 San Diegans got hired in May. Just over half of those jobs came from the hard-hit food service industry. Despite those numbers, payroll employment is still down by nearly 196,000 workers. San Diego County's unemployment rate stayed flat at 15%. To put that in perspective, one year ago, it was just 2.8%. The government is warning some San Diego area businesses to stop making unsubstantiated claims their products or therapies can treat or prevent COVID-19. Team 10 investigator Adam Rakuzin spoke with the Federal Trade Commission what it says consumers should look out for. Stem cell therapy, music therapy. According to the Federal Trade Commission, the list of products marketed as cures or prevention for COVID-19 goes on and on. Dama Brown is the director of the Southwest Region for the FTC. The FTC sent letters warning 30 marketers nationwide to stop making what they describe as unsubstantiated claims that products and therapies can treat or prevent COVID-19. Make sure that there's not misrepresentations out there about uh, different products' ability to prevent, cure, or 
mitigate the effects of COVID-19. Two of those letters went to businesses in the San Diego area. According to the FTC warning letter sent to Joy Wellness Partners, the FTC claimed in marketing materials titled Help Flatten the Curve of the Coronavirus Pandemic, you market a variety of products claiming to treat or prevent COVID-19, then listed alleged examples. The FTC also sent a warning letter to Koi Wellbeing, saying after reviewing social media websites and the company's website, the FTC determined that the company was unlawfully advertising that certain services and products prevent or treat coronavirus disease 2019, noting a post about vitamin C. In a phone call, the head of Koi Wellbeing told me they removed that language to comply with the government, but say they never said they can prevent or cure COVID. The head of the company told me people can benefit from a strong immune system, and that's what they offered. The FTC has this advice. Consumers need to stop at, you know, stop and ask themselves whether or not um, this product has the, the appropriate substantiation. Adam Rakusen, Team 10. The country's biggest movie theater chain is changing its policy. AMC will now require you to wear masks when their theaters reopen. Just yesterday, they announced masks would only be required in communities where they were mandated by public health orders. But the CEO says there was a backlash from customers who didn't feel safe. The mask requirement will be in effect when AMC theaters open next month. Another potential setback for Major League Baseball fans. The Philadelphia Phillies say five players and three staffers contracted the coronavirus while at a training facility in Clearwater, Florida. 20 more major and minor league players as well as 12 more staffers are being tested. The team hasn't said what this could mean for the 2020 season. Florida has seen a spike in cases. Just this morning, the state reported more than 3,800 new cases in the past 24 hours, bringing the state's total to nearly 90,000. One of San Diego's largest attractions is ready to rebound from the coronavirus pandemic. The zoo reopens this weekend. ABC 10 News reporter Jared Ahrens takes us inside to see the changes as the mayor and a few lucky people got a sneak peek. Mayor Faulkner says a major attraction reopening is a sign of San Diego's progress through the pandemic. Uh, I think it speaks volumes of all the hard work that San Diegans have done. We need to keep it up, but what a great way to move into the weekend to uh, get folks back at the world-class San Diego Zoo. To keep visitors safe, the zoo has added social distancing reminders, hand-washing stations, plexiglass barriers, and constant cleaning. People visiting Friday didn't seem to mind. As long as everybody's being safe and, you know, not crowding around, we can still enjoy our day here and have a great time. Crowds will be limited to 5,000 people at a time, about half of normal attendance. CEO Paul Barabalt says the loss in revenue means they have to scale back some of the zoo's conservation work. Some of those programs we are having to pause, but nothing in the area of animal welfare or care. We're keeping all of that at 100%. As a special thank you to healthcare workers for all their efforts during the pandemic, the zoo allowed them and their families in a day early. It opens to the general public Saturday at 9 a.m. At the San Diego Zoo, Jared Ahrens, ABC 10 News. Thousands of people are getting ready for President Trump's campaign rally in Tulsa on Saturday, but the big turnout has venue and health officials concerned. The BOK Center has asked the Trump campaign for a written health and safety plan. It seats 19,000 people, but thousands more than that have requested tickets for the rally and are camping out with the hope of getting in. The heat and people being packed in an indoor space have health officials worried about a virus spike. The Trump campaign says they'll provide masks, hand sanitizer, and take all attendees' temperatures. Here's another one of those unusual impacts likely caused by the pandemic. Officials say people are buying 
and setting off more fireworks, even though we're still two weeks away from the 4th of July. Some cities are already seeing a higher number of fireworks complaints. In Boston, during the first weeks of June, police recorded more than 4,000 complaints. Long Beach police say they confiscated about 200 pounds of illegal fireworks in one day. The American Pyrotechnics Association says this will be a record-breaking year for consumer fireworks sales, not only because 4th of July falls on a weekend, but also because of the pandemic. Everybody has been, you know, locked down or shut in for, you know, three, three and a half months, and people are just itching to do something. The nation's largest fireworks retailer says they've already seen a 15% increase in sales across the country. Of course, many of the official 4th of July fireworks shows have been canceled due to COVID-19. It seems like we could all use a little unity right now. And coming up tomorrow, Saturday, June 20th at 9 a.m. in San Diego, an event that is trying to bring together thousands of people safely uh, in a show of unity. It's called We Pray San Diego. And joining me, one of the organizers, Pastor John Ator. John, it's good to have you today on the podcast. Great. Thanks, Benjamin. Great to be here. Well, John, tell me a little bit about the uh, origins of this event and what you guys are hoping to accomplish. Well, uh, let me say Pastor Ray Bentley from Maranatha Chapel up in North County sent a uh, video to uh, Miles McPherson, the pastor of the, uh, the Rock Church, uh, of a prayer event in Brazil where people were out on the streets, kneeling down, just calling out to God, saying, we need your help. And it so moved him. Uh, and it touched Miles' heart that Miles just said, uh, we've got to do the same thing. So he started We Pray San Diego and uh, connected with a couple of pastors. And we just put the word out. And, you know, I've been pastoring in San Diego for 35 years, and we've done some unity stuff, but I've never seen anything move so fast and people to glob onto it so quickly as, as this. Now, you've got about a dozen different locations throughout San Diego. This is all taking place outside, uh, literally on the streets. Um, how can people get involved if they're interested in participating? Well, they can go to uh, wepraysandiego.com. That's all the information. We also text 52525, we pray. And they'll have the links. They'll have a download, audio download uh, prayer prompt uh, where they can, you know, listen uh, for the 9 to 10 a.m. hour. Every couple of minutes, we'll say, okay, now we're going to pray for the police. Now we're going to pray for the protesters. Now we're going to pray for the government. Now we're going to pray for, you know, businesses. And uh, we're just going to cover our city in prayer. You have um, several mayors of local cities, county supervisors who are going to be participating. How important do you think that is to, to making this a successful event? Well, whenever the, uh, a city is to be healed, it has to have all the different uh, entities in the city. You know, the public sector, the private sector, the faith sector, the family sector, the media sector. When we all come together and say, this is our city and this is just this can't happen anymore. We've got to come together really good things happen. So I am so thankful that uh, we're all coming together to do something that can really make a difference. Now, one of the things I was uh, reading about, it's it's not required that you be a religious person to participate in this, and that prayer is actually something that uh, people who are not religious uh, will sometimes do as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, God hears prayer, and He is a great Father. I mean, anybody that has kids knows you hear one of your children crying out and you're going to respond. And so anybody who wants to call to God and uh, just ask him to help us, he doesn't have like a little checklist. He doesn't interview people saying, okay, now how many times have you been to church in the last? He doesn't do that. He just hears the cry of his people. And it says he is very near to the broken heart and those to a crushing spirit. And there are a lot of people 
that are hurting right now, and uh, God cares. In terms of safety, obviously with a lot of people you know, coming together, even outside, uh, what are some of the recommendations uh, when people do get together tomorrow morning? Well, we certainly need to wear masks, and the governor made that very plain. So we'll have some extra masks for people who aren't wearing them. We're not going to like you know, strap them down and put it on their face, but we will say, hey, here's a mask. You, know, you really ought to put this on. We're gonna, I have uh, pastors that are going to be about every 15, 20 yards uh, spread out. They're going to have on big, bright, ugly green, uh, neon green t-shirts that they ask me so they'll know who to go to. We're going to make sure people are social distancing, make sure people have on masks. Hopefully there won't be anybody coming there to cause trouble. Um, and uh, we'll try to, you know, make sure that we uh, de-escalate any, anybody that would want to do something like that. Making sure they wear some, a hat for the sun, something to kneel on if they're comfortable, or a chair to sit on, uh, and some water. be good. Again, it's the We Pray San Diego event uh, tomorrow, Saturday, June 20th, 9 a.m. Pastor John Ator, appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Benjamin. Hope to see you out there. If you're interested, here's a list of the 11 locations throughout San Diego County where you can participate in person. Up in San Marcos at the intersection of West San Marcos Boulevard and South Rancho Santa Fe Road. In Oceanside at the intersection of El Camino Real and Fire Mountain Drive. In Carmel Mountain Ranch, the intersection of Carmel Mountain Road and Rancho Carmel Drive. In San Diego, the intersection of University Avenue and College Avenue. Downtown at Waterfront Park, Mission Bay at Playa Pacifica Park, in Chula Vista at City Hall and Friendship Park, the intersection of 4th Avenue and F Street, in San Carlos at the intersection of Lake Murray Boulevard and Navajo Road, in Santee at the intersection of Mast Boulevard and Carlton Hills Boulevard, and Spring Valley at the intersection of Sweetwater Road and Hamishaw Road, in the southeast at the intersection of Euclid Avenue and Imperial Avenue. We're also seeing more good news as the process of rebounding from the pandemic continues. The La Jolla Playhouse is offering a virtual experience during the pandemic. It's hosting a free audio stream of a play called Walks of Life. It's presented in three 30-minute parts meant to be listened while walking around in your own neighborhood. You know, it sort of imagines what if you had x-ray vision and the ability to hear what's happening inside those houses and apartments. You know, everybody's so isolated right now. And one of the things that theater, I think, does so beautifully is create community. The free audio pieces can be accessed through the La Jolla Playhouse's website. San Diego still faces a long road to recovery even after the pandemic subsides. ABC 10 News is committed to helping San Diegans rebound from the turmoil created by the coronavirus. Getting back on our feet, finding jobs, resources, and creative solutions to rebuild. Together, we'll find a way. For stories and more information on how we bounce back, go to 10news.com rebound. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins.